Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My guest today is Kat Donatello, the founder and genius behind Austin and Kat. She's also just a fabulous woman who I have had the honor of knowing for six years or so. Yeah. And I'm so excited for you all to meet her. Welcome, Kat. Thank you, Kelsey. I'm super excited to be here chatting with you today. So let's start. Let's start with what you're up to now, like tomorrow. Where are you going? Tomorrow I'm going to London. <laughs> we are um, about to launch our company, or my company. I always say our because I'm referring to Austin and myself, but uh, launching the company in the UK, which is uh, something I never anticipated, never expected. And um, I'm still shaking my head uh, as I get ready to pack up my suitcase. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. Will you tell everyone who Austin is, please, and tell us about your company? Yeah, so Austin is my four-year-old uh, Labrador retriever uh, who actually lives inside a six-month-old Labrador retriever's body, as all labs do, um, full of boundless energy. Uh, he is my running partner. He is my taste tester. Uh, and he is my confidant. And uh, I started this company uh, not with him, uh, but I started it with my, my other dog, uh, whose name was Brady. And uh, Austin and Kat started um, not as a company. It ha I had no intentions of starting us as a company. In fact, um, Austin and Kat started when I was still directing Pumpkin Man, uh, the triathlon that I directed for over 10 years. Uh, and that's how you and I met. Um, but I started making these dog treats for my dog, Brady, who was suffering from a multitude of issues uh, and was given a laundry list of pharmaceuticals. And I couldn't wrap my head around giving this dog all of these drugs when in fact I was, you know, super organic, super healthy, um, never, you know, used pharmaceuticals. I was gluten-free and, you know, was this uber athlete training and, you know, feeding myself and fueling myself with great food. And here I am, you know, with, you know, four or five bottles of pills to combat my dog's aches and pains. Um, and I knew there had to be something better. And I kept hearing these, the buzzword CBD. And what was CBD? This was 2014. I had no clue. Um, but did a little research, met some cool people um, and thought, okay, wait a minute maybe my dog should be using CBD because it helps with pain and inflammation, helps with anxiety, it helps with all these things. Then I was like, all right, I've got to give this a try. So I did. And it worked like so fast. It was crazy. Within a few hours, um, the dog who would only lay on the floor, um, would not engage with the family anymore, was back up in the kitchen begging for food. Um, and it 
was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, you know, Brady had been my training partner. Brady went on long runs with me, he went hiking with me. Uh, he grew up with my kids and um, to watch him suffer and then to see him so quickly rebound, uh, I thought, okay, I could do this. And you know, long story short, I ended up using it in dog cookies and I baked a lot of dog cookies like ridiculous amounts of dog cookies in the shape of bones, in the shapes of hearts. And I made twisty ones and it was just fun making these dog cookies and chatted with the vet about it. He thought it was okay. Kind of cool idea. Brady's feeling better. And you know, maybe he'd want to use them. So I gave some to him. Hmm, that worked. That was pretty cool. And Austin at the time was just a few months old. I think he was like seven or eight months old and off the wall, like bouncing off the walls and just couldn't settle. I mean, I don't want to see he was a super anxious dog, but he had so much energy that he didn't know what to do with it. He was like the kid with ADD and I, I, you know, could only channel so much of it, you know, so many runs, so many walks, so many throws of the tennis ball. And I just happened to give him a cookie one day and it dialed him down. Like it took him from like a 12 to maybe like a seven. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, this is really cool. Um, and so, you know, I started sharing these cookies with my friends and started sharing them with my neighbors. And then I was like, I could do this as a business. Like, this could be fun. I could sell this at farmer's markets. I had known the Stonewall Kitchen guys and that's how they got their start. And I was like, I could go to the farmer's market and market square days and do those kinds of things. And the more I started to think about it and think about the things that I'd done in the past, like, you know, Pumpkin Man and just, it started as this little, uh, sprint triathlon with 225 people i think our first year and i left that race that day and said we have to put on a half ironman next year and everyone thought i was you know batshit crazy for doing that but no that we did it and we pulled it off and it was amazing but i, so I started to think you know maybe i could do this as a business and started asking people like kristen i i went to kristen right away kristen mayor uh, betty designs and you know can i do this she was like yeah, you could totally do this. And that's kind of in the same kind of situation as she was. I was going to get divorced and was going to need to start a, a, a new job. And okay, I'm going to do something that I love. I can help people and their pets. How cool is that? Yeah. And you have, like, you've reached and touched so many lives as a result in just the brief time that you've been creating these. It's really interesting, Kelsey, when I look at it, because I didn't know the magnitude of what would happen. So I was helping someone's dog. But what I didn't realize is I was helping someone's family. And the letters that I get from customers are so touching, you know, to hear like, oh my gosh, we can take our dog on our sailboat again, or you know, the dog was in its end of life and it was calmer and happier and we could see that it wasn't in so much pain. And, and that helps a family. I mean, I know for us when Brady was going through end of life and I was using CBD for him, um, he was engaged with our family. And there's a video on our Instagram of him walking through the kitchen. And one of my kids says, mom, it looks like he's smiling. And I really feel that he was. And by no means did I extend his life but I did give him an end of life that was far more um, happy and, um, and it just was good for our family. And, it, and so I'm finding these stories happening now when, when people write back to us and say like, 
wow, this has changed our family or this has changed my pet or this has helped us in so many ways. And now it, we're, you know, be able to help the pet holistically, which is awesome. Yeah. We use them for thunderstorms, which are really common here in Florida. And yeah. Makai didn't used to be afraid of thunderstorms. But um, when we got back from New Zealand, all of a sudden the, he had stayed in a kennel and we think the other dogs told him thunderstorms are scary. And so from yeah. that moment, he just got terrified of them and he'd shake and he, as Pete says, he talks himself through it. So he just barks constantly. He wants to be on us. Sometimes he wants to be outside. He feels safer in the big storm rather than inside. And we give him, a, we call them thunder cookies. We give a him lot a of people do. <laughs> and he's, you know, he stops shaking. He stops talking himself through it. Stops panting so heavily. Yeah. And what's really important for people to understand is um, they're still aware that there's a thunderstorm going on or fire, fireworks are a huge one. Like 4th of July last year, we sold out almost everywhere. Um, but they're aware those things are still going on. They just don't end up going into that fight or flight mode, which is what has happened to him when he is barking or, or panting yeah. or you said wants to be on you. I've actually heard people say he wants to be in me. They'll yes. actually like yes. try to get in my shirt. Um, and it's, yes, I mean, gosh, if someone shot a gun off behind my head, I'd be freaking out too. Imagine if it went on for an hour and a half. Like it's hard for us to comprehend what they're going through. But if you witness a pet that has anxiety towards thunderstorms or fireworks or a car ride or nail trim, I mean, you see that firsthand, you're like, oh, yeah, we need some help. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's get this out of the way. When people say, are you making your dog high? Mm, they always ask that. So <laughs> there's a, a big difference between THC, which is the psychoactive component of cannabis. And what CBD does is um, works in conjunction. Uh, well, first off, it's a derivative of, of hemp. So it's derived from hemp. It can also be derived from, uh, from the marijuana plant, but the hemp plant has a high concentration of CBD, which affects only the body. So it helps the body get into homeostasis, a level of balance. And I always like to just for in simplistic terms, like to say when your dog needs CBD, when it's in a state of inflammation and inflammation can be, um, a heightened sense of awareness to thunderstorms or fireworks, but it also can be inflammation from pain or a chronic injury or an acute injury. So it has a multitude of different things that it can help with. Um, and it's, it's remarkable. So no, it, we're not getting your dog high. Um, it, I feel confident in the product that we give out to our customers. We test them products. Um, we test the oil. So we make sure that the THC level is below 0.3%, which is the legal limit that um, hemp can have in it, or the CBD and hemp derived products can have in it. All right. Now that we've cleared that up, let's get into you as a business owner. Um, yeah. As a cereal business owner, actually, what, so you owned Pumpkin Man, which yep. is one of my favorite races ever in Maine. Thank you. Um, what did you do before that? Oh gosh. Well, I started my, my, 
you know, work career uh, in the banking industry while my then husband, Jeff, was going to chiropractic school and uh, did that in Iowa for a number of years. And then we moved back to the East Coast for him to start his practice. And I was his practice manager. So basically we ran our own practice. We didn't work for anyone else. Um, and we, I did that for, you know, 20 years, but I also did that in conjunction with Pumpkin Man. Um, and then, you know, I took some time off to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I have two daughters that are 19 and 21, of which were very involved with Pumpkin Man for many years. Um, and then um, from Pumpkin Man, I went into Austin and Cat again, not thinking it was going to become what it is today, um, but it, it is. And I've not ever worked this hard in my entire life. So finding the balance of um, of life in general and managing a company is has been you know a challenge. It's not something that I had to deal with when I was directing Pumpkin Man and when I was managing that, um, you know, I was able to do Ironman Triathlon and do that successfully and manage Pumpkin Man because Pumpkin Man was, you know, one weekend a year. Yes, it took a year long planning with getting sponsors and creating the event itself. But, you know, after year two or three, it, it kind of was its own machine and you try to make something special every year and do it right every year. Um, but every day I said to Tim the other day when I was talking about Austin and Kat, Tim is my partner. Um, I said, I feel like a juggler and every day someone's throwing more balls into my juggling routine. And then occasionally they throw in a chainsaw. And when they throw in that <laughs> chainsaw, I'm like, ah, it's crazy. But you know, you keep juggling and hopefully a couple balls fall out. Maybe some new ones come in, but um, yeah, it's been quite, quite an experience. Oh my God. I love that analogy. I, and wow. Yes, I feel you. So how do you, how do you juggle? How do you deal um, with the chainsaw? How do you, how do you do it? Well, as an entrepreneur and with a startup, sometimes you don't even know that that chainsaw is going to come at you until it literally is in your hands. Um, I, tr I try to maintain some balance. I'm a big headspace person. Um, I'm probably not as scheduled with my meditation, my meetings with my business coach, but you know, I, I sit down every morning and I line up what definitely has to be done. The, the things that I absolutely must cross off my list and then the other stuff is fluff. So I try to clean out my inbox so it's not ridiculous. And I think I've got it down to like a manageable level. And if I consistently stay with it, it stays okay. Um, I don't, I stopped getting freaked out about if I didn't answer the email in, during the week and now the email's seven days old, if it was really that important, the person will get back to me. So I have to, I'm getting better about letting go. Um, I try every single day to have me time. And for me, the me time is it's two, twofold. I have to exercise um, and I have to walk Austin. Those are essential things. And I have to be with Tim, of course, and I have to see my kids and, um, you know, get a pedicure and all that. But, you know, get all of the, the key stuff done um, that makes me healthy and happy. And then that makes me better um, equipped to work. It makes me more efficient and more productive. And are you racing this season too? I am not racing this season. I mean, it, I race the color run, but I don't really, you don't really race the color run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, no, you know, I'll do so, probably do some stuff in the fall. That's what I did last year. The fall seems to be a good time for me. We are huge um, backcountry backpackers. So we like to go out on two and three day stints. Um, and so, th you know, that's kind of our focus. Um, yeah. 
So no, I'm not racing this year. All right. So back to you creating the list of what absolutely has to get done each day. Do mm. you limit that to a certain number of things? No, but that's a good idea. <laughs> um, I don't. Yesterday's was um, an entire uh, notebook page full and it was pretty long. And, and all of those um, things had to get done that day. They had to get done before I leave for England. Um, and I would say we're about three quarters of the way through it. Um, getting my daughter, Liddy, um, is helping. She's a, uh, she's going to be a designer and she's doing her internship this summer here. So I've stolen her from the office that she's working at so she can work for me for a couple of days. That's helping tremendously. I have an incredible support network of, um, aside from Tim of amazing women around me that are really good and hold me to task. They keep me on Trello and keep me, you know, sticking to what I need to get done in Trello. And they really own when I ask for help, they really own it. And by surrounding myself with those kinds of people, I think it's helped me tremendously. Okay. So it sounds like you've got like a little tribe there. Oh, we have an epic tribe. Yeah. How did you create that? Um, well, it's really, really interesting because I am a micromanager. So I've had to really let go of some things and I had to get a business coach to help me do that because uh, it was, it was very, very hard for me to do it. Um, and even when I said I would do it, I was still like checking their work constantly. Um, so I think, you know, you go through, had a couple people that I worked with initially that I like as people. Um, one of them just wasn't a good fit. The second one, um, his name was Sean. He's amazing. He's probably one of my closest friends. And we kind of like mutually agreed, like, I need to fire you, Sean. Like, you need to go do your best self. You need to be your best because you working for me, you're not in your zone of genius at all. And that won't, if you're not there, you're not going to be happy. And he did. He got to leave and he's teaching yoga right now in, um, um, in Africa. And before that, teaching yoga in um, Italy. So he's had these great opportunities and he wouldn't have gotten those opportunities had I not kicked him out the door. Wow. What did... I've lost my headphones. Sorry. Okay. I didn't know what just happened. Um, okay. So what an amazing, well, just awareness for you and the bravery to say, to let someone go. It wasn't easy. I tell you that Sean, uh, and I have him listen to this. I have no problem saying all this. It was so hard because Sean and I were such, became such good friends. You know, we're selling a really cool product and we went on, you know, sales trips together and he was really good at it, but he just wasn't passionate about it. And I had long conversations with my, um, my coach, her name is Wynn. And I just, I, I didn't want to fire him because I liked him so much, but at the same time, like I said, he wasn't, he wasn't happy and that was going to in turn hurt the business. Right. And, um, we had long discussions on how do you let someone go? How do you do the hard thing, um, without hurting someone, but also letting them know that you're doing a hard thing because it's in their best interest. Um, and when Sean left, it was hard because I had to pick up all the pieces and I wasn't ready to hire someone else. And then, you know, something just awesome happened. Austin needed a dog walker and because I was so busy with work. 
Um, I just, he wasn't getting the exercise he needed. It was winter. Um, I was running on a treadmill. Like we were running outside. I lived in Maine for 20 plus years and now running in Seattle in the winter is so cold. <laughs> right. So I was running on the treadmill. So he wasn't getting the, the exercise he needed. And so I used this app and I got this dog walker and she showed up at the house and Austin loved her and she was really sweet. And I liked her a lot. Super nice gal. And I was like, wait a minute. She likes dogs. She's working for a dog walking service. Maybe she needs a job. Well, let me interview her. So I interviewed her. Her name was Sarah. And I wasn't even done with the interview. And I was like, I want to hire her. I want to hire her. I want to hire her. She's so awesome. And um, I waited because I didn't want to seem too aggressive and too needy. Uh, but I hired Sarah and it was really one of the best things I ever did. I, I hired her part-time and now I can't imagine Sarah not being there. Like she's amazing. She is such a great employee. Um, she takes such ownership in what she does and such pride. And I now get emails from our customers saying, want you to know how amazing Sarah is. Sarah did this for me. Sarah did that for me. Sarah helped this. Sarah started writing condolence cards to our customers when we would lose pets, you know, at end of life. And it happens, you know, I mean, a lot of customers come to us because they're looking for end of life treatment and, and, and help. Um, and we get very involved in their lives. And, you know, then I say, no, Sarah's writing these notes. And I'm like, those are all the things I'd want to say. Like we are on the same page. So I'm really lucky to have her. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's awesome. And then I have this other gal named Laura who works on the other or lives on the other side of the state of Washington. And she is, um, my copywriter and helps me with emails and e-blasts and newsletters and content. She's great and fun. And, uh, when she, when both of them, when they see me stress, they can really talk me off the ledge. I, I mean, it was the same way at pumpkin man. There were certain people who'd be like, if suddenly cat disappeared, I was probably in the porta potty getting talked off the ledge by one of my key volunteers, right? Cause there were moments and you can't let, you can't let people see too much, but at the same time, it happens, right? And so is Austin and Kat, other than Tim, completely women run business? Um, yeah, most of my bakery team are, um, are women. And then I have Dan, who is awesome. Dan is head of production, uh, he manages all the shipping. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much an all women run business. Yeah. I love Kat. I just love hearing you talk about all the decisions you've made in your business and the relationships you've built in your business and, and just knowing you, I know that connection is really important to you. Um, but it just sounds like you've done this whole thing from your heart. Yeah, absolutely. And Kelsey, I'll be honest with you. When I started pumpkin man, same exact thing. Um, it was to bring a really cool event to my community, but to help people, right. Help that mom who, you know, maybe could run a 5k and, you know, four years later, I, she's running through the finish line at the half Ironman. It's just a different way of helping people. Um, and I, I didn't really think about that when I started it. And I think I said it earlier, I, I didn't know I was going to be helping people. I thought I was just helping pets, but it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, Austin and Kat is every day I get something that makes it 
you know, some letter or email from a customer that makes what I do all worthwhile. You know, there's stuff happens, you know, equipment doesn't work right or something happens in the bakery and we have to throw away half a batch of biscuits, which is a really expensive thing. I'm not making Oreo cookies. I'm making cookies with a really expensive ingredient in them. Um, and it happens. And, you know, there are days where you're like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. And then it, it's, it's without fail. I'll go to my inbox and I'm like, oh, I got this nice email today. And now I feel so good about what I'm doing. And um, that's what makes it all really worthwhile. What have you learned so far in this adventure? Wow. Um, I have to have thick skin. Um, I have to, I thought, I thought everyone, every store I walked in would want to carry my cookies. Um, that hasn't been the case. Um, patience. I've learned a lot of patience. I've learned um, really how to juggle and manage. Um, because Tim also has a startup company and um, Tim started noon and blue 70 and now he's in a different world. And, you know, we're both doing this and we're both trying to, to push and work really hard and still maintain a healthy balance between our relationship and then our having good relationships with our children and our families and our families are scattered all over the place. Tim is from the UK. So his mom and dad are um, in England and my parents are still on the East coast and, so it's that balance is, is really important. Um, but it's, I think every day I learned something new and I think every day I learned something new about myself that, wow, I can do this even at, you know, approaching 50, you can teach an old dog new tricks and I'm learning new tricks every day. We were talking about that earlier. Like I can sometimes fix my computer, <laughs> which is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And how cool that your kids are seeing you guys both just learning constantly and growing constantly as entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's, um, that's really important for our girls to, to see us working really hard. Um, and for me, it's awesome. This summer, my youngest daughter, Liddy, is living with us um, and she's working for Austin and Kat. She's working for Tim's company. Um, and she's, we're going to a really large, um, industry, uh, uh, expo in a couple weeks in Vegas called super zoo. And it's like literally the largest buyer presentation. There'll be 10,000 buyers, uh, global buyers, uh, for pet products. And she'll be working at that with me. And it is, you know, Austin and Kat started in my kitchen at home. Like I was baking cookies in my kitchen, cutting them out by hand. We only, we were still cutting biscuits out by hand until like January of this year. Now we have a little machine that helps us cut them out, but it's still a handmade product. And that was really, for me, I never wanted to go down that like super corporate route. There needed to be um, hands-on, hands-on approach to, to what we do. And all of our bakers know that. Like when I get to go in and talk to them about the story of the product that they're making, they're just not making dog cookies, but they're making dog cookies that help dogs. And when they get to know that, you know, and they love what they're doing a little bit more than I'm just baking cookies. Yeah. Yeah. These are life-changing cookies. For some people, absolutely. Yeah. And our oil too. And we, that was, you know, that was a challenge, um, making the oil. I, um, I dragged my feet, Kelsey, on it. And um, my look back in my notebooks, I keep all my notebooks. I can go back and look at what I did. My first notes 
for making the pet oil were in March of 2017. It took me over a year to launch the oil. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but there were like, I kept getting these roadblocks that I just couldn't push through it. And So like what? What held you back? Design. Designing the, the bottle. Um, it took our, the design of our packaging for my biscuits took a really long time. There were a lot of iterations and I love what she did. Um, but I needed to bring a cat element into it. Not me, but an actual kitty cat. Um, so that was kind of a challenge and getting the colors right, getting the feel right. And there was so much information to convey to the consumer on such a little tiny thing, like a little tiny bottle where the bag, you have this huge canvas to write on. So that was part of the problem. And then the other part for me was convincing my, my support team, um, my mentors that it was a good idea because it was a labor intensive, um, to make, um, and it is labor intensive to make now that we've kind of streamlined it and it's going great. Um, but I had to, I had to be able to prove that I could sell it. And I was, I wanted to make it different than everybody else's. So my oil, my pet oil, um, has uh, wild Alaskan salmon oil in it. And I used a different carrier oil. Most, uh, most of the companies that are out there have a carrier oil of MCT, also known as coconut oil, um, as a carrier oil. And I wanted to use hemp seed oil. So I added two oils that can't get warm, <laughs> right? Like, so I just complicated things like, tremendously so there was that challenge of like okay i've got to do it like i've got to do everything the hard way and so i did it and and it's worked and we're getting great reviews on it and in fact i just um i can't say the name of the chain but i just sold into my grocery a grocery store um a high-end grocery store and it's super exciting because they don't have any cbd pet products and they just took our oil on um and i just found that out a day and a half ago so it's like I'm launching in the UK and then that happens and then it's just like it it's like this I feel like a tumbleweed that's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger or a snowball coming down a mountain it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's so exciting um and so freaking scary at the same time just really talk scary. about that okay so what's scary about it um losing control you know being in you know, I wake up every morning, we have this like power meeting at eight o'clock with the UK and they've been working right through the night or well, my night and right. they have all this great information to give me. And I'm in, like, oh, wow, this is, this is really overwhelming. And they'll always, today was really funny because two of them said it at the same time. Do you want to take this for a minute and digest it? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I do. There's so much. Um, and so, yeah, the growth of the company has is, is been really tremendous. And I want to make sure that it still stays authentic and personal. And, you know, if I want to have a consult with a customer, I want to be able to, because I do that. I, I want to be able to pick up the phone and, and have that conversation with a customer and help them with their pet. But then I've got to, you know, manage my finances and we're creating, you know, sales documents for the for the, um, for the expo and making sure we get it all right. And I mean, I think Kelsey, you've seen me in action at pumpkin man. I'm a bit of a perfectionist and you know, I'm literally down to the, like taking out tape measure right now and measuring exactly how big a cabinet is. So the, 
the item that's going to go on top of the cabinet is going to sit on it perfectly. Someone's going to look at this for like 10 seconds. And I have to let that go. <laughs> it's going to be 10 perfect seconds though. Right? I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, you've been to Pumpkin Man. You, you know, I, I used to call Pumpkin Man uh, a wedding for triathletes because I did. I did it all. did it like a wedding. Came to the dinner. It was like, we're eating what? It was awesome. I know. I think people did the half Ironman just so they could have that meal. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> um, okay, wait. So you said... So you're juggling all this stuff and staying authentic to yourself. You didn't say this, but I'm thinking to yourself, to your company, to your family, to your staff, to Austin, yeah, to your customers. How do you do that? Honesty. Um, I said to you, I think I wrote you a quick mail and I said, I'm really nervous about talking to you because I hate showing my vulnerable side. Um, that's a lot of times why I'd be in the porta potty because something would happen at Pumpkin Man that would maybe bring a tear to my eye, and I didn't don't want everyone to see that as a weakness. And I'm getting better about that. Um, so yeah, so just staying honest and true to myself and being able to. One thing I've learned over the last year that's been really important is to be able to say to a customer or uh, a store owner or a veterinarian that I'm dealing with is, I don't know the answer to that question. And it's okay to say, I don't know. And I'll come back to you. I mean, I'll promise I'll get the answer for you. But to be honest and real um, and be able to confidently say, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that. And it's a great question. I'd like to learn about it. I love the power of, I don't know. That's a conversation that I've had a lot with our mutual friend, Kyle about the power of saying, I don't know. It's so much better than somebody trying to make up an answer. Yeah, it's still an answer. Yeah, it's the it's, true answer. Tim said to me, no decision is still a decision. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know is still an answer, because I don't know. I, I want to find out. Um, yeah, so being able to be honest, and that helps me stay true to the brand. It helps me stay true to my family and my friends. Um, and that's really important because I'm, I am not doing this. Um, of course I'm doing this to make money, right? It's my business, right? We all are doing something. You're doing this to make money, right? Right. But I didn't start out to do it that way. And I would hate for that to change. You know, it's, it's, I'm super excited about going to super zoom, like get to meet these store owners because when I get to tell the story, and when I get to share the experiences that our customer had, then that brand, that's the brand. That's who we are. Um, and I think that's really important to get that across, whether it's in your business or as, your, as a person. It's who I am. I think what you, who you see is, or what you see is what you get. Um, yeah. So what, what currently drives you? What keeps driving you in your business? Or actually, let's make that a bigger question in your life. Mm. What drives me? Oh gosh. Um, that's a really good question. My daughter's in the background saying me. <laughs> I do have two daughters in college. So, you know, making sure I can provide for them is really important. I want to show them that you can be a strong woman and own your own company and, and still be still balanced life. Um, you know, yesterday was a really, it was a hard day. My, like I said, my list was super long. 
Um, and there were a lot of highs and lows in the day. And um, Tim and I, because we both have home offices, we, you know, I have the bakery and, and he has his offices, but we, we do share an office space at home. And um, I realized I need air, like we need fresh air, like right now. And we both went out and sat on the steps and it was sunny. And we just talked about like, where do we see Austin and Kat going? Like the UK market is going to be crazy and different than the US, you know, and I'm on the, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. So I, I, it's even different than the East coast. Right. So going in and, and seeing what I can do there, I'm really excited. I'm really scared, but I'm really excited to see what, what can happen. And you know, watching the brand grow, I mean, dare I say globally? I mean, how cool is that? Like, there was a time when people would ask me why I never sold Pumpkin Man to like one of the big corporate events. And it was because I didn't want it to change. Like, I didn't want it to change. And I think with Austin and Kat, I started it. And again, I went back to Kristen and Kristen would tell you this. She said, no, you don't want to do wholesale. You don't want to have all these stores that you're wrestling with and dealing with and dealing with distributors. And I agreed with her for a long time until I sold into my first store. And that was awesome. And then, well, the brand just grew even more and I'm helping even more people. And now it's growing word of mouth and they're telling friends. And so that was so exciting. So to see where I can take it next, you know, what's my next product? There has to be, a, there is another product. You know, it's sitting back in my brain right now. I'm ready to, to do something else, but with Austin and Kath it is. Um, so where can, where can it go? What can it do? How do I get Ellen DeGeneres dogs to use my product or Oprah Winfrey? She's got a bucket load of dogs. Like how do I get them to use my products? So yeah, I want to see where I can take it, what I can do with it. Um, and it's exciting. I love, I love your excitement about possibilities. And I want to back up to where you just said that it's exciting and it's scary. How do you balance those two, fear and excitement? Oh, well, I'm, I'm again, I'm really fortunate Tim is in my life and he's done this. He is definitely a serial entrepreneur. Um, so I can talk to him about my fears. I talk to Wynn a lot about my fears. Um, I have to let, be willing to let go and trust the people that are around me. I have to trust my, the UK crew that I have um, to trust them, to know that they're, they're, they've got my back. And if you have the right people around you, they do have your back. So kind of just being able to sometimes step away from the situation. Do, do you use Headspace, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like those three minute like rescue ones, yeah. those are awesome. Those are really good. I've done those in the car before meeting. Um, I use the one for running. The, the Headspace has been a savior. Um, yeah, so Headspace is really important. And you know what? There are times where I was on a call a couple days ago and it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and the person was like, oh, how long are you gonna work? And I'm like, well, usually I'm, you know, working to like six or seven, sometimes later. And I'm like, but I'm going to call it quits today. So I think being able to say that sometimes like, you know what, it's five o'clock somewhere and I'm going to have a glass of wine and put my feet up and read a trashy novel and just step out of Austin cat mode for a little bit and focus on me and have fun with me. That's so hard and such a gift that we can give ourselves as entrepreneurs, athletes, wives, mothers, all of that. 
Have you always been good about just no. stepping away? No. Where do you, how did you learn to do it? Well, I think part of my reason for getting divorced was because I couldn't put it away. Um, when I did Iron Man, I did 13 Iron Man in the course of like three and a half years. Um, it was, it was everything. Um, I tried to balance it and I thought I was balancing it, but I wasn't. Um, and I, I really screwed up on that. I think I missed out on a lot with my family. Now it's really hard to look back at. Like in Kona is a perfect example. Like my family all went on this amazing, Kyle actually, because Kyle came to Kona with me. Um, they all went on this amazing like catamaran and they went snorkeling with um, uh, the, the manta rays. Is that what they are? Manta yeah. Rays, yeah. With snorkeling with those and I was home sleeping. I didn't go. I missed out on a lot of stuff and I don't want to do that now. And one of the things that's been really hard for me, so Tim did Iron Man for years too. Um, but one of the things that's been really hard for me and probably can understand this is I trained in the morning. Like you get up and you do your workout, right? And if it was like a four hour bike ride, I would be on my bike at six o'clock in the morning and be back at 10 or whatever. And uh, two Saturdays ago, we went over to this island called Vashon Island to go cycling. <clears throat> it was going to be a big day. It was like 4K of climbing. It was, it was brutal. And we did not leave for the ferry until one o'clock in the afternoon. And I was literally having like agita. Like I was like having this like panic anxiety attack because you don't train at one o'clock in the afternoon. Like that is so wrong. Like you can't do it. And I had to let that go. And we ended up having this like fabulous day, awesome bike ride. We came back on the ferry and the sun was setting and, and it was amazing. But the whole morning I was like, Oh my gosh, we haven't left. The water bottles are filled. The bags are ready to go. Like we were doing all this other stuff. And I, that was really hard for me to balance that in old cat when I was doing Iron Man, And I don't, I don't put anyone down who goes Iron Man. I would love to return to Iron Man again someday, not anytime soon, but someday. Cause I do love it. Um, but that would not have been the person I am now. Like she would have lost her ever love in mind if she had had to wait four hours to go for a bike ride. And it's kind of sad like that, that I missed some of those things. I think I missed some things with my kids, you know, morning breakfast because I was out riding, you know, because I'd get on my bike at five. I couldn't even wait until they went off to school. So I, I did miss some stuff, um, but made me the person I am today. And I can hopefully be a better mom to them now. And I have two soon to be stepdaughters um, who I love dearly, who hopefully I can be a great role model for them um, as they watch me try to balance you know, we've been, I did the, we had them last week and um, doing the carpool run, you know, I'm doing a meeting, I've got the, the phone in my ear, the earbuds in my ear, I'm driving to school and, you know, they're, all right, that's what people have to do when they're, you know, starting a company. And that's what we're doing, starting a company. So. Yeah. You said before we started recording that you have some amazing role models in your life. Yeah, I do. Um, and they're not even people that I like fully know. So Kristen Mayer is obviously one of my role models. I was interviewed for a magazine for uh, a magazine last year. Um, and I was featured as the entrepreneur of the month. And I talked about Kristen as a single mom um, and how she, you know, her story, her story is amazing. You did a podcast on it and she's awesome. Yep. And she really has been. And I still, to this day, I was texting her the other day. I'm like, 
where do I get a wedding dress? I'm too old. <laughs> She's like texting me back and we're just literally laughing. It's comical, right? Um, but she's been a great role model. But then I look at people like um, Sarah Blakely, who has become like, I love this gal. And I follow her on Instagram and I love her stories. And I got turned on by her. Just coincidentally, I was, um, I, it was the first podcast that I listened to her about her. And it was in NPR's How I Built This. And now I'm like a loyal addict to How I Built This. I, I can't not miss an episode. Um, but she's probably someone I watch balance life and family and work um, very, very eloquently and successfully. And the coolest thing about her that I recently saw was watching one of her Instagram stories and she was making Sunday breakfast and it, uh, she was making pancakes and she did a pan of her kitchen and it was a mess. <laughs> and I was so happy to see that because in my past life you can ask my kids you didn't leave your shoes by the door like everything was put away it was spick and span my house was like always ready for um like a house showing kind of thing and now like i, ha I don't have time right to do all that but it also realized it doesn't matter like, it really doesn't matter if there's a dish in the sink or the sweatshirt you wore yesterday is hanging on the doorknob. Like, I have really come to let that go. Still have an issue with shoes. Like, I can't deal with shoes on the floor for some reason. It's <laughs> what it is. My stepkids leave shoes everywhere. And I, like, I said the other day, I was like, Harriet, your shoes are gone. And I threw them out the front door. I was just like, I had lost it with shoes. So I do have an issue with shoes. Um, but I have le learned to let those kinds of things go, the not important things, like the lawn does not need to be mowed every five days. It's okay. It really is okay. How have you come to be able to let those things go? What shifted for you? Uh, I met Tim Moxie. And mm. <laughs> yeah, we were, I, I, we, I've talked about this with him a lot because he knows I'm kind of like a neat freak. Um, and we were watching some British comedy and the husband and wife walked in the house and they just like threw their coats like over the side of the chair. And he's like, see, that's just what we do in England. I was like, no. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I think Tim has, has shown me to let those kinds of things go, like really let them go. And I appreciate that a lot because it's It frees up your time. Yeah, it frees up right. your brain space when you're not so worried about all the clutter around you. Yeah, and it's not like I'm not the house isn't filled with clutter, but I'm I'm it doesn't it doesn't give me anxiety anymore. Like it would give me anxiety now. I know where everything is. That's a good thing, um, and you know I can stay organized. You know I've got my work related areas. Don't mess with my desk. Kind of you know that's that's a holy ground. Um, but yeah, I'm all right with that. Getting better. I, it's so just amazing to watch you grow, to watch you evolve. And it, there are a lot of people who have this view, they hit like 40 and they're like, that's it. I mean, some people hit as soon as their first kid is born. They're like, that's it. This is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And here you are reinventing yourself again and again and again. Yeah. Constantly evolving, open to new possibilities, 
curious about what's next. You inspire me. Oh, thank you. Gosh, you inspire me. I love watching what you're doing. It's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. So I promised what well, I said that I might ask you this question. So let's get to it. What's okay. the scariest thing you've Sorry. ever done? The scariest thing I've ever done. I know you said that and I feel like I'm constantly doing scary things every day. Um, scariest thing I've ever done. Work related or personally or whatever comes up for you. You okay, can't get this wrong. Yeah, no. Well, having babies was scary as heck, but that wouldn't be the scariest thing. So really funny, um, not funny, but years ago, uh, Jeff, my ex-husband and I went to Chile and Argentina and we did this two day trek, um, into this, into the, uh, Patagonia region. We were in the lakes region and we had to go over these rivers and we had to go over suspension bridges, but suspension bridges in Chile are a lot different than suspension bridges would be in the United States because we'd have like guardrails and they had a, a single guide wire and um, and it was like all wobbly and they had these little like wooden platform or planks between and you could actually see the raging river in between these and the thing would like balance so it was literally like walking on a tightrope oh and I, I, I'm like literally like sweating right now thinking about it but we had a guy, we had a couple guides with us. Um, and the, one of the guys didn't speak any English, but he kind of like adopted me as his like little sister. And I walked across this uh, directly behind him. So like right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. And I could only keep one hand on his shoulder and then one hand on the guide wire. And if we flipped, we were going into this raging river. So that was probably <laughs> one of the physically most scary things I've ever done. Um, I would say my very first Ironman was, you know, really, really, really scary. Uh, I, my very first Ironman I ever did was in Austria. And um, the percentage of women to men was huge. I mean, men was just like off the charts and, you know, like 10 women. No, I'm kidding, not 10 women, but it was a very, very low number of women. And I was really, really scared um, until the gun went off. And then, you know, it was awesome, really awesome. Going to Kona was super scary just because, you know, you're suddenly a little fish in the giant pool of all these amazing, amazing athletes. And I think the day, um, I think the day I turned the website live, that was really scary because was anyone going to buy them? Yeah. And that was November 1st of 2016. And uh, we have this little app on our phones so for the company that we use. Uh, it's called Shopify. And you can set it to allow you to receive notifications when someone makes a purchase. And it makes like a cha-ching sound. It's really cute, like a little cash register. I don't have it on now um, because it's distracting. But I had it on that those first uh, week. And I think every time one would go off. And we, I was living in Maine at the time. And Liddy was uh, home with me. She hadn't moved off to England yet. And every time one would go off, she and I would be like, hooray! Every <laughs> and then they became more frequent. And it was really cool to suddenly be like, all right, we don't need to say hooray anymore. But it was pretty cool. And Tim still keeps his on. And um, last night we were out to dinner and it, one of them went off. And Liddy was having dinner with us. And Liddy and I, you know, went hooray! Like old times. So That's so <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's only two years ago. Not even two full years ago yeah it's wow insane. it's insane the growth yeah you've grown fast 
Yeah. Yeah. Kat, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to talk about? Oh gosh. Um, no, I think, I think we've covered a lot. You know, I think, I think anyone who's like thinking about starting a business, um, don't be afraid to start. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. There's, I had to ask for help. I didn't know what I was doing. I still sometimes am like the questions I have to ask people. There are no stupid questions when you're starting a business and um, chances are someone who you could look up to who started a business may have run into the same kinds of things. I mean, firing people is not easy. Um, hiring people is not easy. Finding those right people. Um, and I always, always trust my gut. My gut hasn't failed me yet. And I listen, I listen to what my body is saying and what my brain is saying. And if I don't feel right about it, I'm not going down that path. Nice. And maybe, maybe it, maybe in retrospect, sometimes that will hurt me, but I think that it, all in all, when I listen to myself, like my true self, that I'll make good decisions. How do you know it's your true self? Cause it's hard. Mm. And where do you feel it in your body? Oh, probably in my gut or my mm -hmm. heart. Yeah. Just feel it. Like I feel it in my core, um, especially after Pilates today, I feel it in my core, but, um, yeah, I feel it in my core. I really, you know, you know, Kelsey, you know, I mean, we've, we've been kind of on a very similar journey through triathlon and been on some of the same teams, you know, you know, like I can't be near that person. That person seems great, but there is something caustic about that person that just isn't the right fit for me. It could be awesome, but they just might not work for me. Yeah. And I think it's okay. Like this one woman we had working for us at the very beginning, I really like her as a person. And when we started working together, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not going to work. And I, I, I was scared to step away and scared to tell others about what I was really feeling. And, and it didn't, it didn't turn out all that good. And that happens and it's a learning process. So, you know, like with Sean, knowing that it was okay to tell Sean, like you aren't your best self, you aren't in your zone of genius. You're operating below it. You're doing great work, but you're not, you're not operating at the best place for you. And if you're not in the best place for you, then you're not in the best place for me. What a gift to, for him, for you to say that. Yeah. And if anything, our friendship is way, way stronger now. Like I yeah. look to him now, like I have, well, I have these little wins, like selling into pet stores is not always easy. Pet store owners are a unique breed, no pun mm -hmm. intended. Um, but I occasionally will have these wins of getting into these stores that I've been working on, you know, back in September with Sean and he's the first person I text. Like, guess where I just sold into and he'll be like, no way does so-and-so still work there. And I'm like, yes, how cool is it? So thank you, Sean, for laying the groundwork. And then I, you know, worked it for the last eight months or whatever, but it, that, you know, I want to talk to him. So we've got this great relationship. So being able to, that I would say that was such a good win for both of us. And so wait a second, he laid the groundwork, then you worked at it for eight months. I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they want somebody to, someone knows I exist and now I want them to, to hire me. I want them to buy my product right away. But sometimes yeah, these things take the, time. Oh gosh, this takes a long time. And the grocery store that I was just telling you about, 
my first reach out to them was in August of last year. And I set a schedule like every six weeks, I was shooting him an email. Hope you had a nice spring. Would still love to chat with you. So to get an email back from him the other day, and then we had our big call yesterday, that was like reaffirming like, okay, you stick with it. You have to keep pushing. Um, don't be pushy, but you have to keep pushing. And, and I believe in what I'm doing and I believe in my product. It's a good product. It's an honest product. It's clean. It's, you know, it's, it's whole, it's good quality. Um, so I know that it, it just belongs there. So just trust me. So I've got to work it and I've got to work it right. So, you know, keep pushing. So going back to like starting a business, don't be afraid to start something that you're passionate about and that you love. I watch Rachel, the gal who's taken over Pumpkin Man, and she's just growing this amazing network of races. And I'm so proud of her. And, you know, she started as a volunteer with Pumpkin Man and realized, oh, wow, I really like doing this. And I'm, oh, wow, really good at it. So, <laughs> yes, go Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're just... Uh, so again, it's like your messages seem to be like, be open, be curious, be willing to grow. And I love this persistence too, and standing behind your product, what you do that like consistent reaching out every six weeks, that takes a lot of bravery. Yeah. Cause at some point, yeah, there could be that, like, would you stop bothering me? And yeah. that's when I said earlier, I have to have thick, I have to be okay having thick skin. You know, I won't always be able to convince someone that this is the right product for them. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, if I'm honest and true to the brand, um, then that's all I can do. Yeah. I feel like that's, those are good closing words. So Kat, how can people learn more about you and your product? Um, so you can visit our website. Austin and Kat with the word and spelled out and I'm Kat with a K dot com. Uh, you can always email me to Kat at Austin and Kat. Um, gosh, just Google us. Find us everywhere. We've got cool Instagram and our, I love our Instagram because we um, highlight pets. I think your pet is highlighted um, in there and we talk about how we're helping uh, different pets and what we're doing uh, in the bakery. It's pretty cool. Awesome. We will include links to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing yourself and just being your beautiful, inspiring soul. I love you. I love you too. That's awesome. Thanks, Sista. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kat Donatello. She was generous enough to give you all a coupon code good for 50% off your first purchase at austinandcat.com. The code is Kelsey50 capital K-E-L-S-E-Y-5-0, and it's good to the end of the year. So go get something for your pets. Help them through thunderstorms, anxiety, whatever it is. AustinandCat.com, code is Kelsey50. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please head over to Facebook and join the group Find Your Awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that, go to my website, KelseyAbbott.com, and there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome. Awesome.